Hello and welcome to your podcast for good. My name is Scott Smith, and I am your host and producer for this podcast, which is a Project Partners production. On your podcast for good, I highlight and discuss good things that are happening within the community of cause champions here in North Texas. While Project Partners is in its 25th year of advancing community causes, I am a young professional new to this arena, so I look forward to sitting down with nonprofit, corporate, and community leaders to learn about their work and to discuss what good advice they have to share. My guest for this episode is Project Partners Senior Associate Jenna Waters. Jenna has served distinguished organizations with expert consulting and project management for more than 25 years. Her skills and expertise are too vast to list here, but I will mention that she has been recognized as a TCC Distinguished Alumni. On this episode, we talk about shifting from themed fundraising events to mission-minded fundraising, with a focus on one question. How do you identify when you need to make the shift? Let's get to it. This is your podcast for good. Okay. Good morning, Jenna Waters. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Scott Smith. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So we just completed our fourth Good Advice Over Coffee that you were the presenter at. And the topic was shifting from themed fundraising events to mission-minded fundraising. Yeah. It's a big topic, but great conversation. Yeah. The, the group was really good. Again, as always, we've just been uh, been blessed to have these these community leaders come in and and talk with us and talk amongst themselves because the collaboration in the room is really the the best part, almost. And the coffee. And the coffee. <laughs> yes, it is. Since it is good advice over, over coffee. coffee. Yeah, the coffee I think does help facilitate uh, the conversation and get people aware and awake and flowing. So um, we'll go ahead and jump into this topic then. So why would you shift from a themed fundraising event to mission-minded fundraising? Well, very often times um, organizations have used the same event over and over and over again. And over time, they'll see that their um, attendees are the same and the giving levels have remained the same. So it kind of stalls out or gets stale. Um, that's really one of the primary reasons Um because you want to always refresh it. You want to get people re-energized every time you have an event, um, as opposed to just dreading the moment where they have to fill a table of 10 people. Right. Because then they'll just ask all the same people they've always asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year you have a different story to tell. Um, your mission may stay the same, and oh, oh, that's the plan, that it always stays the same, but... Um, you have success stories that change over time, and you want to celebrate those success stories because without those donors and volunteers, you wouldn't have been able to have those success stories. So you have to, you know, change the events or the recognition of that um, to coincide with those successes. Um, and s- stories can vary so much um, from year to year. Um, so if you are pigeonholed into the same kind of theme, you don't get to expand on that success for that year. So, um, you know, having a, a 
table of 10, you know, where you're, um, you know, doing dinner and, and those kinds of things is great. But when you put the theme onto it, mm-hmm. um, you kind of miss the focus. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, having the stale donorship, you're always wanting to reach out and, you know, keep the pot stirring, as okay. they say. Yeah. And it's the, the focus is for going from the themed mm-hmm. to the mission mind, because the theme might take away from your mission, from getting the message across to the people uh, about the uh, results that you have, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing an event to recognize donors, which is often the case, mm-hmm. um, they want to, you want to share what right. you've done and you don't want it to be just all about, um, yeah, right. some, some theme that you just picked. Right. And especially for, um, you know, some of the smaller organizations putting on a big gala where, you know, the theme is, you know, circus tent or, you mm-hmm. know, the greatest showman has been really popular uh, okay. lately. Um, well, if you're in the you know business of education, is the greatest showman really your focus? Right. Do you want people to come and, you know, see somebody, you know, be in circus costumes and those kinds of things? Right. Or do you want to sit there and be um, awed mm-hmm. at the um, lives you've saved or the success stories or the person who wouldn't have been educated otherwise? You know, what makes more of an impact to your donors? And I mm-hmm. can guarantee you every time it will be that success story yeah. um, because they see where their um, hard-earned dollars, mm-hmm. you know, some are low-level donors, some are high-giving donors. Um, it doesn't really matter. When you when you touch somebody with that story, um, the opportunity for them to give again and again and again will be, um, the percentage will be higher. And very oftentimes you'll find that they'll want to give more mm. um, because they know that the impact can be that much greater with those dollars. And people have a limited amount of money to give. Right. So um, being able to tell that story in that event, mm-hmm. if you're going to spend that kind of money and time on an event, you might, right. you got to get it, you know, your ROI has to be much better on it. Yeah. I guess, um, you want to have that, the event be mission focused. I'm just thinking back to the four sister cities mm-hmm. uh, dinner that they had. And that was, it seemed kind of themed because uh, of the new partnership, the new sister city, mm-hmm. but it's not really themed. It's, I mean, it's very mission focused because right. that is what they do. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a unique case of four sister cities. Um, but it didn't always used to be that way. Um, they really went through a strategic planning process and you know, evaluated the mission and, and those kinds of things and realized that when people attend that event, even though they're celebrating you know, the newest sister city like mm-hmm. they did this past year, um, it's really about um, those people in the room mm-hmm. and making it all possible and mm-hmm. what impact that those relationships have to be able to bring on a new sister city right. or to, you know, really um, be able to help those people in the sister city with mm-hmm. their, you know, pillars. Right. Um, but in that case, I really like you know, how they oh, put yeah. the, you know, sister city theme to it. You mm-hmm. know, this past year it was Nîmes and, and so it had a very French flair. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the focus. Right. It was just the icing on the cake. Yes. You know, it was the... Yeah, it was the cause making it to have a sense of place, right. really. Um, so all the messaging, everything mm-hmm. that we talked about, all the speakers, all the scripting, was very much about the mission. Yes, yeah, yep. even down to the gobo light on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, 
Yeah. I remember seeing all that and yeah. hearing the speakers and you had almost, you know, some testimonials from uh, kids who had traveled on these trips and yeah, so. and yeah, and they're very blessed with having um, so many talented, up-and-coming young professionals and students mm-hmm. um, in their circle of influence. Um, that you you really get some really touching moments from those those kids that are being able to participate mm-hmm. um, in growing the leadership of tomorrow, which is part yeah. you know education is part and community service. That's part of their mission. So it's it's great to be a part of and see it. And yeah, yeah, you know, people are always. Very appreciative to be attendees at that event too. Yeah. Okay. So you touched on it some, but if you're going to go from a themed event to uh, mission-minded fundraising, some of the key signs you talked, you said like stale donorship, mm-hmm. the, the the pot's not stirring, you're not getting, um, you may be getting the same amount, or I guess even drop off, right, um, from certain donors. So mm-hmm. those are the signs. So then what? would be some of the first steps because I know oftentimes people get attached to these events because right. it's what they've done. Right. And so yeah, how do you move then towards mission-minded fundraising? Well, it takes a lot of conversation, really. Um, um, you have to get all of your board and those engaged in the event, like your volunteer management, um, to be um you know, really focused on what is the mission mm-hmm. and for them to agree that, um, you know, everything that you do should be related around that mission. Um, and so that's not like a conversation you have as an agenda item at a board meeting. You know, that's a separate, let's sit down, let's have a conversation about it, reach out to all the stakeholders, um, produce a survey, ask the questions, you know, gather the information from attendees, board members, donors, really put together some uh, quantitative and qualitative data mm-hmm. um, to make the case. Um, you know, one person having the idea to move to uh, mission-minded um, events um, is great because they start it. They're mm-hmm. the pebble that lands in the in the pond. Right. Um, but eventually, everybody has to be on board with it, and you can only do that with you know data that proves that. Um, and not everything works for every organization, so they really have to make it individual to their um, organization, um, and take the necessary steps and take the necessary time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't have an event in three months and say, "Hey, we're going to switch it around." You yeah. know, maybe you think that at the time mm-hmm. and then move through the process and make the notes and do all the surveys during that process and maybe switch it for the next year. Okay. Um, so that way, you know, you have an adequate amount of time to really get everyone, all the stakeholders fully invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not an easy task. I mean, it's, you, I think you mentioned this morning in steering the ship, right. you know, if you have that ship has all the big momentum going, the one direction with these themed events. I mean, you can, it's going to take take some effort to right. alter that course. Yeah, and we're talking the multi-story, <laughs> long-haul, you know, cruise ships. We're not talking, right. you know, your little sailboat. You yeah. know, it's really, you know, in, you don't ever come full stop either to mm-hmm. keep the metaphor going, but um, you really have to steer it with um, the flow of the organization, the current of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to know where the icebergs are, yeah. um, and you have to be able to navigate it. And that is um, a skill set in its own. And if you don't have that skill set, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. So you have to have enough time built in 
to the switch right. to have that skill set in place. And, you know, proudly that's one of the um, things about Project Partners that I've always been so excited to be involved in is that skill set is um, ready to be boots on the ground right away. Mm-hmm. So when we a client reaches out to us, um, you know, we get to say, okay, you we can help you navigate that, mm-hmm. you know, much faster to get to the point where you can build on all the stakeholders and those kinds of things. So it's really great to be a partner for good with our organizations that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we've seen, when we've done this before, we've mm-hmm. seen, we, we know where the icebergs are, are hidden almost. I mean, um, right. yeah. And or we have better radar, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More time, uh, um, more experience in the radar, I think, than an organization who's never done it before. And they're not yeah. expected to know either, um, you know, which is which really, um, you know, some board members, when they are first onto a board or, or um, something like that, and we're talking about a totally different subject, we'll have another um, good advice over coffee on, but board engagement, mm-hmm. you know, or, or board management, um, you know, when they come from other boards, you know, they might have one expectation. Mm-hmm. But that might not be the skill set of that organization at the time, but they can get there. Right. You know, and so when you're talking about moving to mission minded events, you know, all the skills have to be in place, all the players have to be in place. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to be on that same ship. Okay. Then I think the last question we'll talk about is uh, themed events are, and events in general are often used to recognize donors. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you make sure that you still do that? Uh, to ensure that you are stirring the pot some. Right. Well, there's so many opportunities now with the, uh, with the availability of, um, you know, all the social media, mm-hmm. print media, um, you know, several of our clients, you know, they do reports every year. Um, they run lead gift campaigns. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a deadline for those first givers. Anytime you have a board meeting, run a PowerPoint presentation and list all your donors during that PowerPoint. There is no occasion um, or no meeting where you're not taking that donor list with mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, if you're out talking to a prospective donor, you know, bring that list with you in mm-hmm. in your branding packaging. Um, have it, you know, available on the website at all times and as updated as possible. And we live in such a in such real time now mm-hmm. with all the electronics, you really have to pay attention to the social media and the website. And, you know, that's really one way people um, find out who else is giving immediately. So that's, a, you know, that's always a high priority. And use social media to call out, you know, your biggest donor or your mm-hmm. latest gift or, you know, something like that. And always have links right. available to where that permanent list is kept, like on your website. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, at the end of the year, you can uh, do, at the end of the calendar year and the end of the fiscal year are both opportunities to reach out um, to your entire database and say, look at who's given, please join our friends or please join the circle of influence or whatever your annual campaign is called, um, be a part of this good because mm-hmm. um, every dollar makes a difference. Right. So, I mean, that's four touch points right there yeah. without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of organizations don't have people that are trained that way. So um, you really have to put it in a strategic plan and really strategize of who's going to be responsible for it, how often is it going to happen, what outcome are you looking for, and how can those people then forward that information to expand your circle of influence. Yeah. 
And then just one thing that uh, Red Goldstein mentioned this morning mm. um, is that they had, uh, they called donors just thanking them for their gift and showing them uh, what had been done with their money. Right. Um, and they also actually even used that as a tool for the their people who are new to their team who might have been their first calls. Right. And so they weren't even doing it. Their first call didn't have to be for asking for money. Right. And so that's almost a whole another thing. That yeah, cultivation get, and stewardship. Yeah, yeah. We, we could get into. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was still being able to recognize the donors with a phone call. And, um, and so yeah. that's almost old school these days. You know, we talk about all the stuff online. It's kind of funny just to... I know. Well, and um, we are huge advocates of the handwritten note. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, You know, and just sending out thank you notes or saying, hey, did you, you know, notice that we... um, you know, just partnered with so-and-so, you know, even notes about what you're doing mm-hmm. to select uh, groups of people works really well. I love handwritten notes. I write them all the time. But um, but when you make that phone call, you don't really get to express um, the full capacity or the full list, donor list. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great for one-on-one recognition, which is okay. mostly what people are in it for. They're right. not in it for the global mm-hmm. um, recognition necessarily. So that's really great for the personal, you know, our volunteers have taken the time, and we've really made a plan. We really want to say thank you personally, but if it, you know when you want to talk about um, advertising your global um, donor list, um, you really have to make sure that those people who are on the donor list see that donor list too. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't just put it out to people who don't know you. You have to put it, it's all about internal marketing. And, you know, start from the inside. You know, get all your board members as donors yeah. and then ask them to pass along that information, yeah. you know, electronically or otherwise. So that way their whole circle of influence gets brought in as well. Mm-hmm. It's an easy ask when you have skin in the game. Yeah, with 100% yeah. giving participation from your board. Yeah, when you get to say that, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, so. wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I thought we could <laughs> just go on and on and on, but... Uh, Everything's related. Yes. I think uh, that'll wrap up this conversation. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, Jenna. Oh, it was my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Thanks. <laughs>